And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. An actor, a model, a mother, and a painter. Beth Bowen's life is a canvas with many shades and many layers. While she lives in Southern California, her work has lived around the world with her paintings exhibited at the Louvre in Paris, in Vienna, and later this month in New York's Times Square. With the one life she's been given, she's recreated it several times. Thank you so much, Beth Bowen, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today and have this conversation. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's get started this way. <clears throat> As I understand it, at the age of 12, with a love for acting, you joined an improv team at school. I did. And yeah, so from there then, you went on to model and act. You were seen on TV, in film, and in print. With regard to your time in front of the camera, two questions. What was your favorite role that you've ever played as an actress? And then also, what was your favorite shoot as a model? Okay, so... My favorite role was on the Jamie Foxx show. And that's actually how I got my SAG card. My dear friend, Sully McCullough, who actually directed the Oscars, the famous night, um, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Anyways, he was a, he was instrumental in me getting my, my SAG card. He was like, you have to come on the show. He was one of the cast members. He's like, I'll set up casting. We have to find a part for you. Fantastic. So I go in. And well, Jamie Foxx never goes on script. So they're like, right when he says, can we get the check? I was the waitress. So that's my cue to go on. Well, he never asked for the check. <laughs> so I'm like on the side, like everything okay? They're like, it's not your part yet. And they had like had a cut and they're like, people are like, go, go, go. I'm like, well, he's not asking for the check. So it was like 15 takes later and <laughs> they cut out like my five lines or whatever. I mean, it was just funny. I mean, I've done other things that, but I don't, I, I don't think were um, as fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I did um, a movie with Billy Zane, Blood of Redemption. Um, that was cool. Um, I don't know why they hired me to be a scientist. <laughs> I don't look like a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and then favorite modeling, uh, Gap. I did a Gap campaign when I was 13. Nice. That was really cool. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Well, we gotta love the Gap. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, um, let's, let's talk, let's talk numbers. Let's talk ages because yes. at the age of 23, you were married. married. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 32, by then you had four children. Yes. Divorced. I filed for divorce when I was 34. Ah, okay. Okay. So 34, divorce, filing. Uh, life as a single parent, it's yes. not easy. It's not easy. At all. So yeah. that said, I guess my, my next question is, of all the difficulties that are there, Beth, mm. what was for you, what was the hardest part about being a single mom? Well, to back up a little bit, my mom passed away in 2013. And for me, 
not only was she my best friend, someone I spoke to two, three times a day, um, it just really highlighted the fact that life is so short and that even though my situation was terrifying because I didn't have a career and I was completely financially dependent to my ex-husband, her husband at the time, um, it was terrifying to leave without knowing if there was going to be any sort of security um stability in the future and there wasn't like a net that was going to catch me if i were to jump i just had to have blind faith that i was going to figure it out and i did and the i mean the toughest part is adjusting i mean i literally left a very um cushioned situation, let's say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, living in Palos Verdes, we had a beautiful home, um, lots of comforts came along with that um, to nothing. And uh, I think in times of adversity, you really see what you're capable of. And for me, I was resourceful. I leaned on the community and worked and found odd jobs and said yes to almost any and every opportunity. A dear friend let me rent his guest house. I mean, it was just like all these things came together and doors started to open. So I think when we take leaps of faith and we're courageous, that's when magic also happens. And um, at one point, um, I reached out to my old agent. I'm like, send me out on, you know, anything that comes in that you think I would be good for. And as, and as much as I saw myself as a Meryl Streep, I got called in for like every reality show there was. <laughs> and I ended up taking one. I, I joined a cast on Bravo, There Goes the Motherhood. Um, and yeah, and just, just, things started to work themselves out. Mm -hmm. Well, I love how you make that, that point that is so true that it's when we're in these hard situations, you know, that that's where magic does happen. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of, that's, uh, so when any, anytime things get hard, I, I can identify that way that, you know, there's, there's a part of you probably having been through what you've been through that when things do get hard, you're like, okay, here it comes. Cause you yep. know, it's coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and once you get through it, it's like, it didn't kill me. It didn't break me. It made me, it's so cliche, but it makes you so much stronger. Like, yeah, I got this. I'm good. I'm a badass. Like, like my kids will know, like, you're good. I got you. We'll figure this out. And it, it, it did. It happened. It, things came together. So. That is, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's talk about um, your painter. Well, let's talk about shades. The shades of our lives are generally mm -hmm. a result of the shifts that we make. So my question now is, when was it that you shifted your focus from acting, modeling uh, to painting? When did that happen? <laughs> well, the, the TV show that I was on got canceled. And then I was in a four-year relationship that I didn't see ending. And when it did, I 
it threw me so far off that I was, I was literally in my, I guess, mid pre midlife crisis because I was 38 and um, just went through a devastating breakup and didn't have a career. I'm still single mom. <laughs> I do have my four amazing kids, but I didn't know what the heck I was supposed to do or what, what it, you know, some people are like, well, what's your purpose or what's your calling? I didn't know. And therapy was just so expensive. And I went through and I'm, I mean, I love, I'm a therapy junkie. I love therapy, but I just started watching YouTube tutorials and painting. And, um, one of the, executive producers of the show circled back with me and she's like, Beth, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm painting. And she's like, send me something. So she was, she left Bravo and I was I guess working for Nat Geo and I, I painted something for her uh, producing partner. And I did like a black and white abstract and incorporated newspaper and framed it and sent it off. And she's like, I don't know what you just did, but you're an artist and you need to paint. And I'm like, I am? And uh, so I just thought, you know, I'm like, I'm going to have a gallery showcase. I'm going to invite 200 of my closest friends and family and just announce. Nobody knew I painted, by the way, like nobody. And I just did it like a Facebook announcement and Instagram. I'm like, hey, I'm having a gallery showcase. Come check it out. And um, And all of a sudden, it was like, wow, you're doing this. I love your stuff. I love your stuff. This is great. I'm like, fantastic. And it was amazing to have this like response from friends and family. Like, we love your stuff. We love your stuff. And then the curator of the show was like, I really want to help you. I'm like, you do? <laughs> I'm like, it's LA. People say that. Nobody helps anybody. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, he's like, I really like, you know, the color. And, and I didn't even know what my style was. I just did a bunch of different pieces. Um, I didn't even know what a curator was. So when he's like, I'm the curator, I'm like, great. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, I, didn't, I knew nothing. And uh, when half of my pieces sold that night, I, it was like, okay, I just assumed it was one and done. And then he said, he would call me two weeks later and he was like, I have another show with international artists from all over. I think your piece, Mermaid Lagoon, would be fantastic well i didn't know you had to name pieces either so i just like made them up like on the cuff like as i was delivering them so i'm like going through i'm like which one's mermaid like i'm like oh it didn't sell it's available awesome um and it sold that night and so gabriel fine arts of london was the gallery um that was um it was their show for chris riggs who also does the love 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 and repetition wow. um and um out of germany and since my piece is the only piece that sold, she's like, do you have any pieces 12 by 24? Cause we're going to Art Basel next. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. And so um, I didn't, I made them that night. And um, I bubble wrapped them and took the blow dryer. And I only knew, don't judge, but I only knew that Art Basel was a big deal. Cause I was folding laundry to keeping up with the Kardashians and they were all flying out to Art Basel. Cause it was like the Academy Awards of Art. And I'm like, oh, this is a big deal. I gotta go. <laughs> so um I made sure that I had three pieces ready for them and then at Art Basel I was connected with uh 
East Coast agent and he came by, I guess, where my art was and was inquiring about me. And so he helped me get into LA Art Show with the Gallery out of New York, New York Art Expo and Art Santa Fe. And then from there, I got connected with the Steiner Gallery in Austria and Pax Gallery in Austria. And through them, submitted to Cannes Film Festival, um, Art Monaco, and the Louvre. And I got into all of them. And the Louvre was amazing because it was modern art masters for a month at the Carousel de Louvre. And it was amazing. Um, so I flew out there, of course. And yeah, my piece is still in Europe. It's in actually a museum in Austria right now. Um, but it was just like in one year to go from like YouTube to the Louvre. It was just so surreal. That is wild. YouTube yeah. tutorials to the Louvre. Yeah. In a year. You move mm -hmm. fast, girl. My yeah. goodness gracious. <laughs> um, you know, that, wild. that is fascinating. Um, I, I'm, I'm still just trying to process. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, me too. And it's just, and I think it, what was so cool also, it's like, it, it was so clear, like, with the universe aligning, like doors were just opening, opening, opening. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to be doing this. Okay, I hear you. Like, I hear you, universe. Like, it was just like one of those things that I just was like, it's, I mean, I guess it's all about timing or, I mean, I, I, I jokingly say like, God, why, I wish I would have found this, you know, out 20 years ago. But maybe it wouldn't have been right 20 years ago. You know, I just think, you know, it's just something that was right and right now. And my story wouldn't have been the same because how I came across with Your Life, Your Canvas is um, I was on a flight from leaving Paris wondering how the heck did this happen? How did I get here? What am I going to do next? Like, what is next? And I just had this vision of how many times my life has taken a pivot or where I thought like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Just kidding. That didn't work out. Or, oh, now I'm going to you know, do this TV show. Well, it gets canceled. Oh, now I'm going to do art. And so the meaning behind your life, your canvas with the ones with the stripes with the paintbrush going down is that we may only have this one life, but we can recreate it as many times as we like. And that's what I think is the powerful statement, especially for women and women contemplating divorce, career change, moving, whatever. Like, we can do it. You're going to be okay. You have to take that leap of faith. And I think the negative dialogue that we tell ourselves with fear is what kills dreams. I think we are our own worst enemies by what we tell ourselves. And when you, for me, it's like, I have zero formal training. Like for me, I'm like, no business. Like what, how is this happening? This is amazing. And then it's like, what are they gonna say? No, oh, you just submit, you just knock on doors. You make cold calls. You ask if, if there's a possibility or an opportunity, you just gotta go for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, so, so in this world, often, you know, it, it's who you know, not what you know. In the art world, it's also where you show. 
Uh, right. So of, of all the places that, I mean, you just listed so many different places where your work has been featured, where do you feel in what location in that room, in that space, did you feel like your work came to life the most? Oh, wow. Um, God, there's been so many opportunities that have just really stood out. I mean, obviously the Louvre is beyond epic. Um, getting the call that my art's gonna be mass produced at Home Goods, which was a dream come true because it was my mom's favorite store and my favorite store. So when she would come to visit, we loved the little treasure hunt at Home Goods. We would buy stuff for, you know, my place or my home or whatever. And um, so she loved Home Goods. I mean, I just wish yeah, you know, I could make a call to heaven and be like, hey, you won't believe it. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I'm an artist and I'm into home goods. Like, what? <laughs> like, it's so crazy. It just, it's, it just makes me smile. Um, that was amazing. Um, I've had a lot of incredible opportunities with my art agent CEO, Eddie Donaldson. Mm -hmm. um, my original Your Life, Your Canvas, Neil Diamond bought. And um, he also um, set me up with a Coachella installation that was really cool. And then an installation for the World Cup. There's just been so many awesome opportunities that I've mm -hmm. had that I'm just like, I like when Eddie pushes me because he's like, hey, can you do it? I'm like, yes. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to show you I can do it. Like, I like that. <laughs> You know, he gives me these opportunities and he knows I've never done before. And he's like, okay. what are you going to do with it? And I'm like, watch. Just so. watch. So, yeah. you know, and so this goes into my next question, because as we all know, they say that teamwork makes the dream work. So uh, I saw a post that you had done where you actually quoted Henry Ford by saying, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Mm -hmm. And working together is success. Yes. So, so when it comes to you and to Eddie, th this teamwork here, where did you two meet? Like, how did this even, so what's going on? <laughs> um, I know, it's, it's funny. A mutual friend of ours contacted me one day and I literally was filling out an application for in, on Indeed because COVID had happened the world shut down. Art is not a necessity when people don't know if they're gonna lose a loved one, their careers and whatever. So yeah. it was like all of a sudden, all of my income was came to a grinding halt. And just the uncertainty and the unknown, what was going on during that time after you know, 2020. So it was like 2021. Um, He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I need to just find a nine to five. Like, this isn't working. And he's like, absolutely not. Do not give up. You've done way too much. And I'm like, well, I have lost. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've lost the direction. I don't know where I'm going. And it's really scary. It's a scary time. He's like, you got to talk to my buddy, Eddie. He's, he's the best. He's been in the art world for 30 years. He works with you know, the biggest guys in the game. He's, this will be so great for you. Yes, he has a lot of street artists, graffiti artists, but 
I think this will be a good look for him as well because you're coming in with such a different, sorry, cat is freaking out. <laughs> um, he's like, I think this will be, this will be great. Um, and I'm like, okay, wonderful. Let's, uh, let's set it up. And he did. And at first I think Eddie was like, I'm not sure about this girl. Um, and I came, he's like, bring something small. It was like, love LA. And I brought like two small pieces. And then I also had like just in case pieces and they're like 36 by 36. And then one of them sold right away. It was like the first to sell in Malibu. And then my smaller one sold and he's like, all right, who is this girl? So I think he's like, all right, let's give her a shot. That's wild. <laughs> I love yeah. that you brought the the bigger pieces too. <laughs> Bring us something small. Uh, well, yeah. and goods. Um, so, so let's talk about where recovery is an art, because there you will find artists for trauma. Uh, Beth, I'd just love for you to share your connection with this incredible organization that is a community of, of fellow travelers. How how are you involved there with with the work that they're doing and the work that you're doing? Um, I feel my connection was, especially for me, I was in a, a very unhealthy marriage and I think all too often we feel trapped, um, especially if we don't have a career and it's overcoming adversity. It's taking a leap of faith. For me, my adversity is different. I mean, my body wasn't physically um you had a different kind me, of trauma yeah different type yeah yeah but mm -hmm. it's it's still scary nonetheless yeah. and it is recreating yourself reinventing yourself from ground zero yeah yeah um absolutely that was the that was the connection i didn't have support like my father's head injured um since i was 12 years old my dad severely head injured and had the has the rationale of a nine-year-old and then my mom passed away and i was on my own i had no one to help me um my brother had his own family and all my friends have their families nobody's just like hey let me drive your kids and my kids to school so you can get a job so I, I couldn't afford a nanny. I couldn't afford someone to pick up my kids. So who's hiring me for three hours a day that's going to support myself and four kids? Not happening. So, um, yeah, it was really terrifying. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like being able to, to show that there is a light at the end of the tunnel to get on the other side, things are possible and hopefully that'll encourage others in my mm -hmm. story in some mm -hmm. way absolutely absolutely it does um you know so many people i mean you already spoke about the piece but many people then they recognize your work uh through your life your canvas um such an incredible signature that it is uh i love that there's like between the stripes there's there's depth and dimension and then there's your iconic red brush i'd love to hear 
just more about that story. You spoke about it a bit, but I remember when I first saw that piece and seeing all of these stripes and all of this, and then this brush that just painted white, that mm -hmm. it's almost as if it was just creating space, like Definitely. Create, opening that up. I'd just love for you to speak more about it. It's just such a phenomenal series. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it, creating space, it's starting over, it's having boundaries, it's um, adjusting. Um, the white's clean slate. I use a red paintbrush all the time for good luck. Um, I also, it also is kind of like the yin and yang. It's like right when you think like everything's going great, things can change, but it's okay. And change can be great. Not, it, yes, it's terrifying, but it can be great. And there's another quote, I believe Kennedy said, if you're not willing to fail miserably, you won't achieve great success or something. It's like, you have to take that risk. And had I not taken this leap of faith, I would have never known that this was what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, right, so, absolutely. I just feel like, and also like I told my daughter the other day and she's wants to be a film major and she wants to do film editing. And she's like, but I'm not sure, you know, about financial stability. I should probably go into pharmaceutical sales because I have a friend that says she's making such and such a year and this and that. I'm like, why? Do you love it? You, you, I, mean, I don't think you would describe yourself as a people person. I'm like, why would you go into pharmaceutical sales? You could also lose your job in pharmaceutical sales, but what if you did something that you love and you actually end up doing something great and epic with it? And it's just like icing on the cake that you get to get paid for something you love to do. Um, so I, I mean, I, a part of this whole collection is like, live your best life. We only have one. Like my mom passed away when I was 33. Um, my kids and I are robbed of that, you know, having her. So we have this one opportunity. So go for it. Mm -hmm. Go all in, put fear in the backseat. Don't care what anyone thinks. They're not paying your bills leave all that toxic negative narrative out of your head and go for it. I love it. Cause what you could actually land on your feet and, and win. So. Right. Right. Well, yeah, because too often people say, but what if it doesn't work out? But what if it does? does. What if it does? <laughs> what if it does? Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's another, let's, let's end our conversation this way. Although I think we really should just speak for hours, but um, <clears throat> for today, your words, Beth. Yes. We have only one life, but we can create it many times. We can yes. start over. over. Yes. That being said, for those who are afraid of starting over, mm -hmm. and you mentioned, you know, being feeling trapped, uh, these kinds of things, what words would you like to leave with them? That it will work out. You have to wait out the storm, but the sun always shines. Light overpowers darkness. Things will work out. Having blind faith 
is real and it happens. And I can't stress enough to keep the faith, keep the positive mentality, write down the goals. And it's so amazing to see them come through fruition. Like when you write it down and you see it happening and it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So I just keep going, keep going. Um, live your passion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. live your passion mm -hmm. and doors will open. The right people will come into your life when you're living your authentic self, like being your authentic self. It just happens. The universe answers. It's crazy. It's real. I'm not a weird person. I'm not crazy. I'm telling you. I'm saying it really is real. <laughs> like, I'm not one of those, like, I don't know. I just, it's so surreal. Like, I'm, I'm just a firm believer. You vibrate on a high level. You attract it. You, you mm -hmm. say, I want this and this is going to happen. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Well, um, then cheers to it happening and to the marathon, yeah. not the sprint and to putting yeah, fear is. in the back seat yes. and uh, living authentically and everything else that you've shared with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Allie. Thank you for helping all of us just become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Uh, you're awesome. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for having me. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.